Seahawks week. It is Seahawks week. And guess what? It's a special Seahawks week. The 49ers have a chance to clinch the NFC West on Thursday. I'm so dang excited. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and say, waiting all day for Thursday night. New Sprint Right Option Podcast starts now. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. It is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, joined as always by the wonderful Jason Aponte. The Niners play the Seahawks tomorrow, and Carlos Correa is a better free agent than Aaron Judge. Jason, how are you doing today? Can't believe, I don't know what's more wrong, um, what you said about me or that, but hey, I love that. Uh, I love that for you, and uh, I think that makes opening day a little bit more interesting, huh? Oh uh, Yankee fans, God, Yankee fans yes. are not going to be too excited about that. Oh, huh? man. Well, yeah, because the Giants, if they had gotten Judge, they would have been a villain to a level of, like, you got our former player. They probably cheer from his first at-bat and boo the shit out of him. This is his more at-bats he gets with the Giants. Carlos Correa on opening day at Yankee Stadium on his new team, is it's a vibe. It's, it's gonna vibe. be electric. It's gonna be electric when he takes a 99 mile an hour fastball from Garrett Cole straight into the seats um, to open up his Giants career. I don't. Know um, and I'm here for it. Is that better? Is my microphone? Now it better? is better. It does sound way better now. No, I, I guess. Thank you, Derek, for saying something. Uh, my mic just what? It's it's right here. It exists. Same microphone that Jason has. My computer just. I exists. thought I thought it was me. I thought it was just my my headphones. I, I didn't even say oh. anything. Derek, thank you for saying that. Because now here, I'm not going to give you my address though. Like that's not happening. But I appreciate you mentioning the microphone. I checked for some reason the microphone that's always plugged into my computer just didn't want to plug in today. So there we go. Hey. It's uh, episode two on a Wednesday of the Sprint Ride Option podcast. We're obviously in mid-season form here, uh, opening up with Carlos Correa. I'm thrown off that now my microphone's not working, but now we're oh, good. You did mention mid-season, and we're getting closer to the end of the season. Yes. Can I, can I start this podcast with something that I want to say that's on yes. my heart? Yes. I'm having a glass of wine right now, okay. and we are getting towards when it's December, January. The season is winding down. Mm -hmm. Basically, what this glass of wine is for is how fun the season has been, how good this team is. When you think about teams and them being down to their third quarterback, what they should be going through, it's not talking about winning the Super Bowl. I will tell you that. Or or even you're going far with saying Super Bowl, like division itself. I am proud of this team yes proud of what they've built i am i am proud to cover this team i'm reflecting right now on this team and i'm predicting a 49ers win they're going to win the nfc west on thursday oh yeah that's i think that's obvious but i'm i'm proud of this team man i really am man like you know when you think about all every single piece of adversity that has been thrown in front of this team from who should be starting Jimmy Garoppolo's back. Well, now they're down to their third quarterback. You know, uh, you, you start the season two and four and, and look, and yeah. look at us, look at them. Look at us. Yes. I'm just proud of this team, man. And that's what this glass of wine is for. It's, it's for understanding the season's not over ton of football left, no, but as we're winding down, I am reflecting on a season that I will no doubt in my mind ever forget. 
I, I will never forget the one day we entertained Baker Mayfield on the Niners. That's really gonna, this is going to be the standout for the season for me. And yeah, even on the flip side, like even the scary thing about it is after tomorrow, Jason, we're only going to have three more regular season games to talk about. Like how fast it, it feels like two weeks ago, I was texting you about how excited I was for the start of the regular season because we'd finally get to talk about some real football. And here we are almost done with it it's 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 flown by it's been a very fun season. it's been a season of growth for me dare i say with with the opportunities i've been given the opportunities jason has been given uh i didn't know we were starting sentimental here on the sprint ride option podcast but hey man here we are we're having a good time it's, it's just it's, on my it's, heart hey man i love it i love it but i think the important thing to take away jason is the niners are going to be nfc west champions within the next 48 hours and that should be the takeaway. The Niners play the Seahawks. A win gives them a three-game lead with three games to go. But the win also gives the Niners the tiebreaker in the NFC West, which is clinching the division, as Derek says. He is able to clinch the division in Seattle. I don't know where Jason went. My head's in the middle. But, hey, all you need to do is hear my voice. And it would be – I was writing my articles last night, and I didn't really realize it, is that this is the second – this is a chance for the Niners to clinch the NFC West – in Seattle for the second time in four years. And, and just the idea of beating Seattle in Seattle within itself for so long felt like it was this impossible task. And now it, it, it feels like it, it feels like not only can they beat Seattle for the second time in four years in Seattle, but they can clinch a division in Seattle. And, that, and that's huge because we went through the whole Harbaugh years of like, hey, man, we are we are getting up for these Seahawks games. And then Seattle goes out and they did what they did to the Harbaugh Niners pretty frequently. We'll talk about that a little bit because there is, there is history with it. But the Niners, all the conversation about Kyle Shanahan in 2020 and, and last year with the three and five start and this year with the three and four start. And, and here we are. I mean, God, it, it hasn't been since the Harbaugh years that we even talked about two division titles, let alone two division titles in four seasons. Uh, and, and here we are. And look at us. Kyle Shanahan, back-to-back winning years, back-to-back playoff seasons, dispelling another narrative. But how sweet is it to just go 6-0 and in the division? Oh, that six would be sick. Oh, my goodness. Because week 18 is going to be – it might not even be Colt McCoy, who's actually on the injury report right now. Uh, and they – and what was it? They they just brought up David Blau from the practice squad. Oh, shout-out so David Blau. That's a, that's, a, that's a hard knocks reference. Deep cut. That's deep a deep cut. cut. Deep cut for Harbaugh. Um, that might be a game where the 49ers have nothing to play for, so maybe that changes. But, mm, man, uh, how sweet know. it is. And 94 throwbacks against those highlighter Seattle oh. uniforms. I, I can't think of a better matchup in terms of uniforms than this. I So, actually, Tarverius asked this question as a perfect time. The uniforms are a concern for me. And we'll get into that later, though. Well, that's a later. That's that's a like we're done with the podcast conversation that has nothing to do with it. But I'm concerned. Jason, the first question I want to ask, Mm -hmm. and it's a dumb football. It's a really dumb football question. It really is. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one that that kind of like within the context of the whole situation. What what's okay? So this is such a dumb question. It might be the dumbest question I've ever asked on the Spring Ride Option podcast. But here we go. We're going to have fun with it, Jason. With the question of Brock Purdy and his health 
obviously I think if this is a Sunday game, we're not really talking about it because the Niners get a whole week to, if the 49ers start Josh Johnson and just say, F it, we are running the ball a hundred percent of the plays this game. How many points do the Niners beat the Seahawks by? It's a good question. And I don't want to, I don't want to crap on this question. Because, because like yeah, it's it sounds like a joke question, but like mm-hmm. Seattle stinks against the run. The Niners are very good at running the ball. They have a young quarterback who is their third quarterback who they maybe want to look into maybe protecting a little bit before the playoffs because he's the guy. Mm-hmm. It's half joking, but half like just put Josh Johnson out there, run the ball 80 times and beat Seattle. Well, Kyle Shanahan actually said some things about Josh Johnson at the end of the game in terms of I didn't have to dial anything back. He picked everything up in terms of motion, timing, mm-hmm. so they don't even have to do that. But to Andrew's point about how bad the Seattle Seahawks are against the run, 160 and a half yards per game, 31st in the league. 4.92 yards per rush, 28th in the league. Now, if you think that's bad, their passing yards per game are 208.2. 218.2, I apologize, 18th in the league, 6.74, 19th per play. They are 28th in total yards per game allowed. 22 first downs, basically, uh, 21.8, 28th in the league. Um, I don't know how many more stats you need for you to be confident that no matter who, no matter who the quarterback is, the way Kyle Shanahan has been cooking, the way that there's many playmakers. I don't want to downplay the loss of Debo Samuel in this game by any way. No. no, no. But Christian McCaffrey also helps. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, George Kittle still exists. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you should be feeling confident going into this game. And then when you look at, let's throw out season stats. Because season stats can be warped, right? Yes. One way or another. Right, like there could be a few bad games that'll tank your your season. There could be a few good games that would up those numbers. Let's just look at their last few games. Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. almost lost. Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers going to Seattle and whip them. Um, I think I have to apologize again. The Seattle Seahawks are down to earth, back to earth at this point, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they played above their heads for a little while. And when you get to this part in the season, this is where you find out who you are. Are you ascending or are you descending? And have you given yourself enough of a cushion early on in the year for you to descend and still make the playoffs? That remains to be seen for the Seattle Seahawks. Rams Nation, number one. Thank you, Marketing Pro. What's up, Batman and Sami Zayn? Oh, there we go. A, Love that reference. It's better than Robin. But okay, so so yeah, here's the thing about Seattle. You mentioned their hot start. And and I feel like a lot of their hot start, because they did start six and three. We'll give them credit. A yeah. lot of their hot start was around the opening week win against the Broncos, right? Because everybody liked the Seahawks after that game. Yeah. That win doesn't look impressive anymore, right? It doesn't. Their week four win, 48 to 45 over the Lions. Looks a little more impressive now, but the, the Lions weren't great there. I think the Lions were what one and six to start the season. And that was one of the Lions and, sneak into the last spot, by the way. We love it. But then you look at their four next wins, it or five next wins. It's the Cardinals stink. The Chargers 
uh, Chargers are weird. Stink maybe, but maybe good. The Giants, they stink. The Buccaneers, they stink. The Cardinals, I already said it, they stink. The Rams, last or two weeks ago, they stink. Those are the wins. They haven't really beaten anybody. So let's look at their schedule going forward, Andrew. The oh, 49ers, yeah. the Chiefs, Chiefs, the New the York Jets, Jets, and the Rams. You you could see them foreseeably losing the next three games mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. So this is a critical time for the Seattle Seahawks at this point. This is what, you know, while we've labeled all this and we're, we're going to pick the 49ers to win this game. Yeah, no, I, I think that's no what, secret. We've literally picked the Niners in every game this season, by the way. I don't oh, think yeah. it's surprising. And we're, 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 we're picking we're, the Niners. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but this is the part that should have you at least a little leery. This is Seattle's last gasp. Yeah. Last stand. You know, and that's something that division game, short week, Kenneth Walker's back, Seattle knowing what's in front of them can kind of, that's not quantifiable with a stat, Mm -hmm. not quantifiable with film. That's something that you should at least be somewhat concerned with. Because no matter what, even the most optimistic 49ers fan, in the pit of your stomach, in the back of your head, you still are feeling something. Well, something. so so I want to bring that point up because you remember our week two conversation? I was like, hey, man, like the Seahawks, like they, they kind of stink. They're, they don't have Russell Wilson, but I'm still nervous, Jason. Tell me I shouldn't be nervous. I'm not nervous at this point. I'm really not. The Niners should win this game by 150 points if we're being oh, they should. Center. They should. Oh, they should. They but should. Jason – it is a divisional game. You never know with divisional games. It's like that sounds like me. So, so what Andrew's doing right now is is being me, being the pessimistic me, right? Because <laughs> yep. there's there's plenty there's plenty of divisional games, right? Where let's just say, what's the worst team in the AFC West right now? Um, yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots beat the Bills. And somehow you're supposed to be worried about the Bills now because they lost to the Patriots. But yeah. divisional games are weird. They're just weird. So look, maybe, maybe my advice, maybe my pessimistic view of divisional games is more due to the fact that I've had predictions blow up in my face. Yeah. And I'd rather say the 49ers are going to win, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a win as people believe. Because as long as they win, then it takes care of itself. But if I predict a blowout and this game ends up being like a Seattle eke out victory, and you know, I just basically chalk this up to Jason Aponte covering his ass yeah. and yeah, his face. That's what this day. podcast is all about. It's just Jason Aponte covering CYA. His face. CYA. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah. but but so so listen really quick. I want to touch on this before we move too far forward because I mentioned the running game as well. Uh, Seattle stinks against the run game. We've established that. Week two, the Niners play the Seahawks. The Niners get 189 rushing yards against the Seahawks. Can you name the Niners two running backs that day? Not counting Debo Samuel, not counting Debo. Ty, Dav- Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot he was on his team. Because so Jeff, you know, I mean, because <laughs> you know, you can't trade, you can't trade an undrafted free agent yes, for a can't trade. pick. By the way, but, by the way, fun fact, real, real, real quick, fun fact. Four Niners <laughs> have not lost a game since they traded Jeff Wilson. Since everybody was so worried about trading Jeff Wilson. By the way, I did but not anyway- forget. Anyways, the point I'm making, 18 carries for Jeff Wilson in week two. Tyrion Davis-Price had 14 carries. Those aren't the Niners running backs on, on Sunday. and Or excuse me, Thursday. I'm so used to saying Sunday, but on Thursday. And 
I, I think it's safe to say that the com all respect to Jeff Wilson, all respect to Tyrion Davis Price, the combination of Christian McCaffrey and Jordan Mason is probably better, right? I, I, th I think just with Christian McCaffrey alone makes it a better duo. I don't think I'm sick of my dare neck you? out there. How dare you? How dare you? The 49ers trading Jeff Wilson was literally the critical mistake it was for this critical. team. And what's you their, are over here talking about Christian McCaffrey's their, an upgrade. How dare you? Unbelievable, what's, man. What's the Niners record? What's the Niners running back wins in in the last four games? What's Christian McCaffrey? Uh, they haven't lost a game since they traded oh. an undrafted free agent for a draft pick. Since everybody was so concerned. Yeah, yeah true, um, true, true. That's right. The Double V Studio, thank you for the donation. Niners win by thirteen. Take my money. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe area to be. Maybe even, maybe, maybe even a little more. I don't know, but I, I guess the point I'm making is, and even too with Christian McCaffrey, I know he's dealing with this this bum knee thing. Like, even if they use McCaffrey more as a receiver tomorrow night, just to maybe protect him a little bit, but still utilize him. And to offset Debo. And to offset Debo. I think there's a, a bunch of reasons the Niners could use McCaffrey more as a receiver last night. But, like, Jordan Mason is ripping, like, 60 yards of carry right now. Like, what's to say he can't just be the feature back tomorrow night and, and get it done himself? I Like, th this just feels like the prototypical Kyle Shanahan is just going to kick the living hell out of a team on the run on the ground, especially considering too, like I know I jokingly say like rest Purdy because of the oblique injury, but like playing Purdy a little bit to me on Thursday, like, again, this feels like an injury that if per if the Niners played on Sunday, Purdy would be playing, but this is kind of the issue of Thursday night football. In my opinion is I'm not saying rest Purdy or anything like that. It's just, in my opinion, you're playing with a little bit of fire because you are on your third quarterback. He is a little banged up and there's a lot of pressure on the kid, right? It is, is he's kind of expected to win a Super Bowl as Mr. Irrelevant here, right? Maybe running the ball a lot would be beneficial to protect Brock Purdy too. And obviously this is all adjustable. If the, if the run game doesn't work in the scripted plays and you're going to have to pass the ball, I have no reason not to think the run plays are going to work on the scripted plays. Like I think they're going to shred it. And if the scripted plays work with run plays, just run the ball 80% of the time tomorrow, plain and yeah. simple. You, you should win this game doing that alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's very fair, especially when you look at the numbers, when you look at what's happened recently, um, I mean, the Panthers just gashed them. And I think we can all agree the San Francisco 49ers rushing attack is better than the Panthers. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing, though, Andrew. We've seen a bit of a shift in Kyle Shanahan and his conservative ways at points with Brock Purdy. Meaning, damn, does he like the, the way that Brock Purdy is yeah. throwing that football, man. Because there's certain times, like at halftime, Last week, usually Kyle packs that thing in, takes the field goal or whatever, or takes the punt and just goes into the half. Yes. He he pushed it a little bit. Yeah. And he pushed um, it into the end zone. Yeah. So yeah. I think a little bit of it has to do with that. If we're talking strength on strength, then it's the 49ers running offense all day. But mm -hmm. I do think Kyle's having fun right now. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah. With the way that oh, yeah. yeah, with the way that Purdy's like I, operating this I, offense. I think especially it, like in the playoffs, especially against like a Minnesota or something like that. Uh, I think we're gonna see some really weird plays from Kyle Shanahan. Like we're, we're gonna real like I think we're really gonna see how much Kyle Shanahan's feeling himself with Brock Purdy with his playoff calls because he's gonna because yeah. in the playoffs you're gonna have to do things you haven't really done before to kind of establish something a little and different. And they're magnified because it's, yes. it's win or go home. 
Exactly. So I think you take a little more risks and see what Brock Purdy can be. I just, as I said, if, if this, if this is a Sunday game, like I'm full send on like, let's see what Purdy can do. Absolutely. But it's a Thursday game. He's not a hundred percent healthy. Like let's let him cook you, against the commanders next week. You should be able to run the ball 20, 30 running yes. the ball. Yes. And be able to put this game away handily. But Kyle's cooking right now, and he's having fun with his little quarterback. And I like that. I like that. I love that for him, matter of fact. I love that for him. And for the people that are saying, like, you know, like, look, all right. So in one breath, I just told you that Kyle is normally conservative going into the half. In another breath, I feel like the play calling necessarily hasn't changed because those throws were always in there for Jimmy. He just Mm -hmm. never took them. Purdy's taking them. And I think that's what has Kyle excited. So in one breath, I'll tell you that the – foot on the gas pedal has to do with the fact that he's having fun with Purdy. But yeah. those throws that you're seeing were always in the offense. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, everybody's always just, posting the all 22 of guys running wide open. Purdy's just hitting them. I, I guess the simplest term I can put it in is, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Jason, Garoppolo scans the field short to deep, where I feel like Purdy is more deep to short. And, and I think that's the difference between the two of them. Vishal, thank you for the donation. If Purdy is healthy for tomorrow with Debo out, it would be great for Danny Gray to get a few more reps since Purdy takes the deep shots. Yeah, I, I mean, that's out there. I think the more likely scenario is Danny Gray getting reps with Josh Johnson in the fourth quarter because the Niners are up 34 to zero or whatever it is. Yeah, like I, I could see that happening. I, I, I Like I, I really – I don't know how much is going to change with Debo out. Like maybe we're going to see more Jawan Jennings than anything else, but like what, like I guess with, with Debo out, like just kind of like, it's such a dumb sentence. Just put Christian McCaffrey in the Debo. Yeah. Role. Like the fact, the fact you have two people that we can be like, yeah, man, just use him like, like an offensive weapon. It, it, it's unbelievable. And, and I, I have never related to a Twitter post more than Brad Graham uh, the other day when he's like, I just watched this play by Christian McCaffrey and it's just like, how unbelievable is Christian McCaffrey on this team? And I still like when when I went to the game, not to brag, I went to the Niner game last week. When not to brag. they did the player in the, the player introductions, it was such this like surreal moment of like, I'm seeing Christian McCaffrey come out of this tunnel right now, but I re- I still like it's been a month and a half. I still don't believe he's on the Niners. I'm still waiting for like Roger Goodell, like kind of like John Heyman did, pulled the rug out from under me. I'm still waiting for Goodell to be like, oh no, we were JKing about that. that. Pulling the rug. I'm mad at John Heyman. I don't okay, I will clearly. forever be mad at John Heyman, even with Carlos Correa. I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. But anyways. So- one last so stat, on, one last yeah. stat, really quick on the Seattle running game. They've had more games where they they've had more games this season where they've allowed two hundred or more rushing yards than games they've allowed less than a hundred rushing yards. They've had three games where they've allowed two hundred or more rushing yards, only two where they've allowed less than a hundred. So I'll let you talk about what you want to talk about on the Seahawks. I'm essentially just saying, run the fucking ball them all as many times as you want, and the Niners I, will win. I don't care either way. I love turned up angry. Yeah, well, uh, it, or, you know, it's just what it, it's so like it's. I hate how simple I'm making it. And I feel like with how simple I'm making it means this game is going to be harder than it is, but there is no point in, in trying to push Purdy too hard tomorrow. Just run the ball, man. Just run the ball, Kyle, run it 80% of the time and you'll win easily. So to Vishal's comment, Vishal, uh, thank you for the donation. I appreciate you, bro. Danny Gray's not seeing the field, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to 
to be a dick, man. I, I, I tried to. I listen. I tried to say it the nice way of like. I think the only time you're seeing him is if the Niners are up thirty-five to nothing. And no, the only time you're seeing him is. The and you're just like, nah, man. He's not even. No, man. In honor of Rich getting the Benjamin solo tweet. Yo, no, man. Yo, shout out to my boy Rich. Shout out, Rich. Shout out, I'm so happy. But yeah, essentially, right now, um. Danny Gray is relegated to the backflip Richie James role. Like, that, I like I don't know what else. I like, And again, I don't have any rhyme or reason. I don't, you know, I don't think that that's the right way to do it. I, Dude, JKBG like, just said that there. Danny Gray's backflips at the end of the game. Yeah. the most actually gets on the field. Like, Jason just said it. Uh, uh, no, and no offense to Danny Gray. It's just, no offense to Danny Gray. Look, yeah, it, like, he doesn't have a role in this offense right now. And even no, with, doesn't. like, the like knock on wood, obviously, especially with the injuries. Like the only way I see Danny Gray getting like, it, it can't be Debo getting hurt to see, say but Danny hold up. Gray. Yeah. Axel, me not wanting to see somebody and me knowing somebody won't yeah. be on the field is two different things. But so, but yes. like like D- Debo, like you got to look at the Niners' depth chart a little differently because yeah. like it's easy to say Debo Samuel is a wide receiver, but like and Ray Ray gets more burned than him. Yeah, and and like so that, that's the thing too. It's like if you break it down into three true positions, like Jordan Mason and Tyrion David Price are the two running backs on this team. The two offensive weapons are Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. So Samuel's out, McCaffrey's just offensive weapon one. And then you get to the receivers, it's Ayuk, Jennings, Ray Ray, Gray. Debo's status has nothing to do with what's going on at the bottom no. of the receiver. So that's kind of the point where it's nothing against Andy Gray. It's just it, yeah. It's more so the receiver specific players would have to and start again, hurt. Yeah. And again, I don't disagree with the sentiment. I, I think he should see the field more. I he think should. that it would be cool. I think he that should. it would be a nice little element to it, but it's just. And, and and I wanted to touch on a comment really quick because David Sir said if Josh Johnson starts and wins, what does that say about Brock and Jimmy? It just says that the Seahawks stink against the run. No. It says nothing other than that. Do you know what it says? The Seahawks stink. Is that your coach is cooking everyone when it doesn't matter who's the starter? And we have to get back and double back to a conversation about the quarterback is not the star of the offense. Your coach is. Yeah. But unfortunately, injuries derail a back to back winning season. Now you're starting to see what happens when you have not as many significant injuries, but the fact that they're on their third quarterback. And this offense is scoring more points. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Means your coach is really good. Yeah. And by the way, Kyle Shanahan haters, settle in, buckle up. This man is not going anywhere no. anytime soon. I love this for Kyle. I love this for him, man. I, honestly, if they like, I'm at a point where even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, just give Kyle Shanahan a lifetime extension. I want to talk about this this head coach for the Flat rest of my brim life. hats for yes. everyone. For everyone, yeah. are you kidding me, man? No, yes, for everyone. Okay. For everyone, okay. it's so crazy. Two and four. There's talks of bringing Ken Dorsey, bringing this guy, bringing that guy. It's almost yeah. like you guys forgot. Yeah, it's so crazy to me, man. And yeah. shout out to Coach. Happy birthday, Coach. I know you're watching. Oh, it is? It's Kyle's birthday? He's here? Happy birthday. Birthday. Okay, you ready? Happy birthday. No, No, we're not. Okay, we're not saying okay. This isn't an Applebee's. No, no. We'll get we'll get we'll get Lil Wayne to sing Happy Birthday for him because we know he loves him. Packers, a, a Packer fan, Lil Wayne. Unless the Saints are good, then he claims New Orleans. <laughs> read, yeah. it. read it. Yeah, read no. it. Read it. Read it. 
Oh, read it out loud. Uh, JK, yes. thank you for the comment. Kyle can sleep with my li- wife and I'd be on the side eating popcorn saying, coach is cooking. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, man. I agree. Yeah. I agree too. I love that Kyle beard, Shanahan. That salt and pepper beard. Coach is cooking there, right now. There is, only, there is only one man in the world I trust more with the Niners head coach job. And that man coaches in Michigan and is never coming back to this spot. So Kyle Shanahan's my guy. No, but look, we joke and we're we're messing around. But again, this goes back to what I opened the show yeah. with. Third quarterback, what they've built on defense, what they've built with skill position players. Everyone was so worried about how much they gave up for Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's been here, and if we're doing running back wins when he's been fully implemented into the offense, they haven't lost a game. So it's time. It's uh, time, guys. Even the biggest Kyle hater. If now the only thing Kyle haters right now have. This is the only thing they have left. Win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that? There's an article that I am writing for Niners Nation that's coming out. If you look at where Kyle is in his coaching career, how many quarter, how many running uh, running backs, quarterbacks, whatever, both of those are wrong. How many coaches have won a Super Bowl in the time that he's been a coach? Not many. And I'll I'll point all that out. But it's it's time to understand that whether you like it or not, and I love it. Kyle's not going anywhere. Yeah. Do, do you want? Do Do you want to know like the sneaky best thing Kyle should like? Like nobody really talks about is is like his ability to make us believe that whatever quarterback he puts out there is that dude. Because like like I know we joke about it how this podcast like it started on the Nick Mullins or Jimmy Garoppolo conversation. But the fact that like Kyle Shanahan Jedi mind tricked us into like oh maybe CJ Beathard is that guy. And then he Jedi mind tricked us into, oh, maybe Nick Mullins is that guy. And then like Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy. And Trey Lance is that guy. And now we're Jedi mind tricked into like, is Brock pretty that? Like the fact that Kyle Shanahan gets all these guys, what is going on here? What, what? So you said you were at the game last week and you meant the Miami game. I just got an Instagram DM from uh, JJ9MM. He was at the game last week and he was like not the flex uh pasquini but like is that him with tom brady tom brady was there in the stands no wonder no tom wonder brady. this team no wonder this team couldn't score any points tom brady, tom uh, brady was, really let himself go since the divorce tom brady tom brady's really let himself go and also <laughs> man he really is the goat and he was in the stands can't believe it man hey axel i intentionally didn't say brian hoyer thank you very much i i, yeah. I that's why i left that name off on purpose Please, this is my podcast. Please let me have my narratives and let me be right. I need to remind people when I'm right in the future, guys. Um, but here, okay. So, so here's a couple stats I wanted to throw at you, and then I'll and then we'll go with my really dumb uniform stat that I have to kind of put into context what this game means for the 49ers as a franchise against Seattle. The Niners haven't won back-to-back games against Seattle since 2012. Wow. They, they, in that span, so since they won their game against Miami in 2012 to get consecutive wins, they're four and 18 against Seattle. Like, like, obviously these are no secrets that like the Niners are bad against Seattle. This is something we've covered plenty of times, but like it's damn, it's been, it's been a decade since this team has beaten the Seattle Seahawks twice in a row and they play them twice a year. Yeah. The, the last time. The last time they had a chance to sweep a season series against Seattle was 2012. That is the last time they won the first game against the Seahawks in a season. 2022 was legit the first time since 2021 or since 2012 that the Niners won the first game of the series in the season. Wow. Wow. That is an insane stat. 
Thank you. And you know what? I think that's what has me. I'm excited for tomorrow, man. I yes. really am. Not only am I very excited, excited. I get to fire up my Prime Video app. I get to watch Richard Sherman talk about the game. Andrew <laughs> Whitworth. Um, I get to watch Tony Gonzalez, Taylor Rooks. Uh, you know, talk about this game. All of those things are great. Shut up, Andrew. Um, I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I oh, you. I didn't you, say anything. You said it all with your know. face. You said it all with your face. Taylor Rooks is a phenomenal journalist. Don't know what phenomenal. you're talking about. I didn't do anything. But but it's, just like just like Gunna. Yeah. Oh wow. No, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't expect um, that reference today, did yeah, you? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, no, he definitely snitched. By the way. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I um, get out of prison. It's easy. Oh yeah. Exactly. I'm excited to – yo, unbelievable. I can't believe we just got a gun of reference from Andrew. Um, Who's Metro Boomin? Look, God, you got to get me back on track. I am excited to watch this game tomorrow um, for all of these reasons. Yes. No matter what anybody wants to say about, you know, where Seattle is, where the 49ers are, yes, the 49ers should handle business, and I think that they will. But it's still Seattle, and there's still that thing in the back of your mind. There's still all those haunting memories of losses and 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 heartbreaking losses, and not just like, oh, you lost to a better team, like winning a game than losing a game. Like I don't want to go through all of that, but there is something to the idea that we can. And this is remember last year when the 49ers um, lost to you know to Seattle and Levi's, and then we started lapping up before that Seattle game. We are about to watch the end of the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. Well, we did, but it wasn't with a victory. No. Um, I think now is we should be looking at maybe pushing away the Seattle Seahawks as the boogeyman for sure. For forever now, like at this point. This is what this is what this game represents for me. Honestly, thinking about yes, it, and though, free thug. You should have been free thug first. I'm sorry. I, that, I, I, that, I, 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 sorry, sorry. That's too deep of a reference for me. I just thug. saw a tweet. It should have been. It should okay. have been young thug. It should have been young thug first. If, if okay. I hope both of them get out, you know, but uh, okay. you know, young thug should have got out first. So it, it makes better music. So kind of feeding off on like this is the end of the Seahawks if the Niners win this game. No matter which path, like like just kind of thinking about this, and I haven't. This, this this is me brainstorming. Like you're watching me think about this for the first time, and I'm literally saying this sentence for the first time in a long time, or first time in my life. Whether you want to take the the Brock Purdy or the Trey Lance path on this, is this the Niners' division to lose for the next five years? Where's Seattle going? Where's the Rams going? Where's the Cardinals going right now? It feels like there is, and not thinking like, like, and and somebody's gonna, I I referenced earlier that like Brock Purdy has Super Bowl expectations, and somebody said, I just wanna win a game. Let's not talk Super Bowl. And yes, I know I'm talking division titles in five years, but like Jason, you saying like this could be the end of Seattle, like, well, no, no, no. This is a thought that's just fresh on my mind. I didn't plan on bringing this up. It could be what, what, let me, let me rephrase that. It could be the end of Seattle being the boogeyman to the san francisco yeah the end of the boogeyman but i guess the i guess my next question is is who who replaced they gotta trade up though no they have denver's pick they'd have to get the they have to get these are not broncos they'd have but like okay but okay but counterpoint even to like as fun as it's it is to say that caleb williams is going to be the next big thing a he's not even in the draft so they can't draft him this year so maybe denver figures it out 
But but my 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 point is is like who's the boogeyman in this division in the next five years for the Niners specifically? Well, shout out to Marketing Pro and Jim Everett. I know they'll have something to say. Yeah, and they'll say know, the Rams, and, and that's and okay. No, but you know Ram what? Fans. Yeah, good good on them, man. I really enjoy them being here, man. They they are we love them. They're, they're family now. They're, they're family, family now. We love yeah, them. Like, yeah, dare I say they're they're Ramley? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you dare. All right, that's it. Uh, Andrew Pasquini, as always, though. All this right. is the last episode of the Spirit Ride Option podcast. But, Andrew just said Ramley, so we got no. But this. but here's a good here's a good here's a good way to look at it. Um, Arizona's in trouble, and they're probably going to replace their general manager and coach. Kyler Murray will be back late in the year next year due to his injury. Prayers up to him. Positive energy to him because I don't want to see that. I never want to see that. We make a lot of fun of the Arizona Cardinals, but I never want to see anybody get injured. There it is. There it is. Marketing pro. Rams are stacked yeah. next to her. Atwell, Skronik, Jefferson, Robinson, healthy O-line. New running back. Second round pick and two six-round pick. Oh, I feel like that's the most negative thing we've ever gotten marketing pro to say about the Rams because there was some sense of sarcasm on that. No. All right. So... <laughs> It's it's true though, but and then like what I, what I wanted to say about what I wanted to say about Seattle. JKBG's comment. Just don't even put it on this. No, screen. no, I can't put that on the screen. You can't I'm put sorry, that on the like, screen. It's, like you're you're cooking right one. now, but I can't That's put that on the screen. Okay. We're still a family show. There are people that listen to this show in their car with their family, also. Yes, like so, we yes. can't really like, put that up there. But now, a good time to mention BCB. Uh, no, okay. never. Well, why can't we just call it Glock Purdy? Why does everybody have to go there with that? Anyway. When we're talking about NFC West people, NFC West teams, right now it doesn't look good. But it's December 14th. Yes. Right? Like it's 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 still fresh, right? And yeah. we're all like looking at the Rams and saying, man, the Rams are this, they're that. The Cardinals are in flux, um, you know, right now. Um, and then Seattle, and then Seattle, right? And then you look at the way Seattle built in the draft this past year. Yeah. Two started tackles. Tariq Wollin's a baller. Kobe Bryant. Like, they were able to do all this. And Jamal Adams was injured. Yeah. Right? Like, Jamal Adams has him. And no matter, look, we make jokes about Jamal Adams. That's fine. Don't tell me that that doesn't have an impact on the defense in some way. Like, they, like, don't tell me that he wouldn't help Seattle. Like, I get we make jokes, but come on. Like, it would be nice if he was there. He's the Talanoa Hufunga of their defense. Man. No, because right. that's not gonna reward. go well. No, 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 no. I, I need to explain it because last year when we talked about Talanoa Hufunga, I made some jokes of referencing that he is like Jamal Adams because he's so good close to the line. It's it's a joke that the sin would get the joke. It's a it's a continuity. Explain thing. it. You gotta explain it because people people don't get jokes. They're just gonna joke, clip guys. it. Guys, it was just a joke. Go, like yeah, it was so, a joke. Please, so it was a joke. what I mean is the 49ers have a chance to close the book on Seattle being a house of horrors, a team that you don't yeah, want to play, right? And that book won't open up until it's time to open the book up, if that makes any sense. Like, until they get, like, a guy that's a quarterback that can mask some other things. Um, but they're building in the right direction. And that's the part that makes it a little bit more nervous sure. when you say it about Seattle. And they're going to get the high pick because Denver – Denver stinks. Denver stinks. Oh Actually, we, so, so we Russell got, Wilson continues to help Seattle somehow. I, I I can't understand how he's on another team and he's helping them. Now. Conspiracy. It's the theory. Um, and I know. Actually, I, I'm kind of curious because I know we got Paul in here. Paul's from Seattle. Uh, one of our viewers. What What's the vibe in Seattle with the Seahawks right now? I, I'm I'm just curious. I'm curious what the vibe is and and the feel with the team. So if you're here. Give us a comment. Appreciate it. I like JKBG. Wednesday Adams is more popular than Jamal Adams at this point. I think that's a very good point. Uh, Jason, can I give you some stats that concern me? Go for it. 
And these aren't real. I mean, these are real stats. Uh, thank you very much, Luis, for the donation. Is Greenlaw having a Pro Bowl season or what? Another game like the one two years ago, please. My fave duo is also cooking here. Yeah, man. Uh, like, like we've apologized to Dre Greenlaw a million yeah. times this year. Yeah, he's a Pro Bowler. Unfortunately, he's not going to get to play in the Pro Bowl because the Niners will be playing in the Super Bowl. That's we are not going to have yeah. any Pro Bowlers. Yeah, no Pro Bowlers this year. So they're all Super Bowlers. Jason, so I forgot that the Niners introduced their all-white uniforms in 2018. I don't know why. 2018 was a year to forget. So the Niners' record since 2019 is 3-3 three and three in the all-white uniforms. They started out 3-0. and oh. They've lost three games since. Two of the three have been to the Seahawks in the all-whites. Um, now, do you, yeah, go do ahead. You remember what, do you remember that fateful day that they wore it? for the greatest play call in college. Yes, yes, I do. I absolutely do. I do. It was McKinnon out of uh, Wildcat, the greatest single play call. Honestly, like at some point, we do need to have the discussion about changing the podcast name from the Sprint Right Option podcast to the true iconic play in Niners history, McKinnon out of the Wildcat podcast. For Wildcat, right, on 35, yeah. But on the flip side, now let me give you the concerning part of this stat. In the ugly ass, what they call action green uniforms the seahawks are nine and one when they specifically wear the ugly ass action green with the blue pants like they are tomorrow they are three and oh i i listen i i know the niners visually have an advantage in terms of uniforms the niners will be looking way 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 better than the seahawks are tomorrow night but are we concerned about the uniform statistics? Well, it wasn't until you brought it up. That I know. Like you it was scary. It, I it, I know. I wrote about it on Niners Nation. Jason, I don't know if you've heard this. We write for NinersNation.com. And by the way, real quick, real quick, real quick. Before we dive into this conversation, we have 226 people here watching us right now. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So if you're <laughs> if you're new here, subscribe. Jason Aponte's YouTube channel. It's fantastic. Mark Pfeiffer, no statistical correlation. Yes, I know. That's why I'm bringing it up. It, it, there is no statistical correlation. However, however, it's a stat that exists. And that's my brand is no correlation to anything, but it exists. It's out there. Nine Seahawks are nine and one in the greens. The Niners are three and four technically in the all whites. There you go. Well, I think this is a masterclass in there is any statistic any statistic out there yeah. for you to push whatever narrative it, it is and, and, and for the point jason's making this is legitimately the only positive statistic that would tell me the seahawks can beat the niners tomorrow and it's not a real uniform or it's not a real and, stat. It's not a real and stat. for and for anybody in here that's taking this discussion serious then you haven't been here long yeah then please you realize, subscribe then, to the channel this is literally nice yeah then you should realize that Andrew Pasquini and I like to have fun talking football because yes. if we're not having fun, then why would we do it? And this is fun. This is just joking around. It's funny. No one's yeah. taking this one serious, yes. right? Yeah. Like, come on. We've, we've listed all the statistical reasons that the 49ers should. We should talk about what's happened trending with the the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they just lost to Sam fucking Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Yes, the San Francisco 49ers should dog walk this bum-ass yes. team. yes. But football is weird. Things happen. Yes. Things are there that, that you can't quantify with stats, film, anything like that. This is what I'm talking about. And maybe it's me being scarred as a 49ers fan watching the Seattle Seahawks, even at times where Andrew and I have gotten on here and said, ha, 
There's no way Seattle can beat this team. They're cooked. Mm -hmm. We're about to find out. Thursday would go a long way in knocking that away from 49ers fans. You don't get back all of the misery that the Seattle Seahawks have caused the 49ers. You don't get that back. No. No regular season win will get you back the NFC Championship. No regular season win will get you back Vernon Davis. But, yes, yeah, because Cam Chancellor knocked yeah. the knocked the life out of him. Um, I have a take on that. No, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, again, any stat that you want, you can push in any way. And that's what's funny about what Andrew brought up. And, again, I do think that there are a lot of 49 fans that feel confident, but in the back of their mind, in the back of their mind, they're still like, ah, shit. You yeah. know, it's Pete Carroll. Ah, shit. Thursday Night Football. This could, like, that's the thing. It's, it's everything that is logical is pointing in the 49ers' direction. Everything. Every single thing. Trending, statistical, roster, coaching this year, for sure. Well, I don't know. Pete Carroll's done a really good job. Yeah. But, damn, you could still feel a little bit in the back of your mind, like, you know what? Maybe I should chill out just because of the team that's on the other side. That's it. So we got we got a few things from Paul on my question with the Seahawks. He says Seattle's going to draft a straight DL in the first round this year and draft a quarterback to develop. They're going to build the defense back up with the high picks this year to emulate FS front, uh, possibly targeting Caleb Williams in 2024. But then he also dropped this quote, which I think is the most accurate one. Seattle fans, Pete owns Kyle like Kyle owns McVay. And it's not wrong. That's not that's a wrong, not wrong. Thought. So yeah, like like I I know I'm joking about the uniforms a little bit. Like it, as I said, it's a stat that exists, and it's if stats exist, I'm going to talk about it. But it it is like it is still Seattle. It, it's look, concerning. It's a short week. It, 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 there's a lot of little things that can change this game. Do I think the the game will change and the Niners are going to lose this game? No. No, I don't think the Niners are going to lose this game. But but history gives a little bit more of a concern. Yeah, and, and and that's really the point we're trying to make. That's it, and that's all, right? Like, there's a lot of things that are weird. Divisional game, Thursday night football, Pete Carroll in Seattle, Brock Purdy still. He's going to start his second game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still confident. I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers yeah, to win this game. Yeah, but I understand people that have a bit of hesitance that are mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you know, and, and you know what? Again, maybe this is me covering my ass. Right now at this point. Maybe this is me instead of coming on here and saying, well, the 49ers are going to dog walk Seattle. This is it by this score. And then something bad happens. Sure, I can definitely agree with that. But divisional games make me nervous. And that's mm-hmm. what Andrew was joking about right. earlier on. Because anytime that he brings up a game and I'm like, well, it's a divisional game. You need to chill. Like Miami beat Buffalo. I don't think anybody believes that the Miami Dolphins are better than the Buffalo Bills. No. But that was a divisional sure. game. They're, the New York Jets beat the Buffalo Bills. Does anybody believe that the New York Jets are better than the Buffalo Bills? No. Like, like it's it's those are weird games. Those are weird games. 82. I'm doing math really fast. 82. Eight, what's 82 plus 38? Chat, you got me. 82 plus 38 is 110. 120. The Niners have scored 120 points against divisional opponents this year while allowing seven. 16 math. This is great podcast. 30. Uh, I hate that you just said that because you just threw my brain. I, 30. Threw I think 30 points. I think it's like 120 to 30. I, I, that, I, that could be wrong. I don't know. 
I'm not good. Oh, 110 to 40, maybe something like that. Anyways, they're blowing out divisional opponents. I'm not good at math really fast, guys. You watched me think really hard there. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is time for well, me to get right. get Jason Aponte's voice out of my head about. The here's the here's players. the one thing. Here, this is this is how good the San Francisco 49ers have been. Yes, your NFC West point differential. The 49ers are plus 120. The Seattle Seahawks are plus eight. The Arizona yeah. Cardinals are minus 57. The Los Angeles Rams are minus 78. Now, Andrew, I'm not the smartest man in the world. That seems pretty good. It's it's. Average, if you want to win a division, yeah, I, I think that's something that's that's a good stat. Your your way, yes, being being the division leader because there are division leaders that aren't leading their division in point differential. Hi, Minnesota Vikings. Can't wait to beat them in the playoffs. By the way, and you are reading too far into what Andrew is saying. If you don't get the bit, just say that. I I, I, I literally said it's a stat that doesn't matter, but it exists. But thank you. Please, just, uh, hey! If you don't get look, if you don't get that, if you don't get the McKinnon out of Wildcat thing, if you don't get um, whom's revenge game is it, you might not be here long enough to understand those things. There's no reason to get overly upset about Andrew bringing up the uniform thing because if you know us, it's part of the shtick. Yeah, it's a joke, uh, guys. If, if the Niners do lose tomorrow, I'm 100 percent blaming the uniforms. We can, <laughs> we can have fun talking football, and uh, we will continue to do that. DK Metcalf, GOAT, see you in the chat. Seahawk fan here, hello. You better, you better worry about playing in the game, DK, and get out of this YouTube chat and yeah, get on the field. And yeah, yeah, This is how you know Metcalf. Seattle's not ready for this game. It's Wednesday, 6 o'clock Pacific time, and DK Metcalf is in the chat talking crazy about the 49ers but when kyle shanahan is in the chat obviously watching us that's okay uh greatness 54 well, thank you for the donation uh the only thing that's got me nervous kind of is thinking is we literally have to go on a 14 game winning shot. not really <laughs> i not really mean, but yes really because they're on a six game not really. but yes uh, not really look yeah wrap this one up wrap this one yes. up Lose to the commies, yeah, and get your loss out of the way. Yeah, get and the loss then out of the way, yes. you go on. You then you got to go on like a five game streak. So nah, yeah, thanks, yeah, greatness yeah. fifty four. I, I love that. Days. I love that thought though. Like, are the Niners winning too many games? Like, I love that. Yeah, thought. that 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 one hundred percent is the thought that this podcast. What goes up I, must I come down. That. I love that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I love that. Again, I love that. That's not pessimistic. That's just law of averages. That's just math. It's the same thing of when, like, in a baseball game, a team scores, like, 14 runs in a game, and then the next game they score, like, two. is like, well, they used up all the runs last night. Like, like they should have saved some for today. Like, it's, it's that same thing. So, all right. I, I think we're at that point, Jason. We're almost at an hour. DK Metcalf, go. Thank you for the comment. We appreciate you. Hey, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I haven't said it yet. I know we have two, 230 people in here. Uh, we also have the audio recordings anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Amazon Music. That's where you can find us. Good point. This is a good point. Brock gets his own. Yeah, so it's its own streak. It's yeah, it's a one the Niners on a one game. So it's streak. one, so it's a one game one. streak with Brock. Yes. One. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love yes. that Jedi. I, I love Jedi. I love your profile. I love your profile. I love that. I love our comment section so much. Our man. comment section is always lit. I love our comment section, and I'm I'm hoping. I'm. I think it was Tanya. I think that was the name. The person who didn't understand the sarcasm. I hope you come back and watch us and yeah, and, and it's and not. Enjoy. But yeah. the, my thing is, is I feel like I've seen her name in here, mm. so that's what kind of. Not bothers me, but it's like I, yeah, I you thought know. you knew us. I thought you it, knew us. I thought it, I thought that we. Yeah, I thought that we. I thought that we built rapport i thought that we uh i thought that you understood us i thought that we built I, a family 
I love all of our listeners equally. I love Always. them all. I'm happy they're here. Uh, Jim Everett, we love you. Tony Montana, I love yeah. it. Great show. Smash the like button. We haven't even made our predictions, Jason. Boy, it'd be nope. a hell of a swerve if we both picked the Seahawks here. It'd be so no, funny. Absolutely but not. I, I, 147 to three. I, and I, that's no, I'm joking. I'm joking. See, like the thing is, is I joking? Like I, I like, I said I think the Niners are gonna blow out the Buccaneers, and I think I said a final score of like thirty-one to ten, and I'm like, yeah, I probably should be more realistic. I want to keep this one up, and we'll talk about this after the prediction. Ooh, yeah, we'll, we'll get this one really quick. Uh, I'm gonna go Niners twenty-eight, Seahawks thirteen. Okay. Um, I've got the 49ers winning this one, twenty-seven to seventeen. Um, I have a hard time figuring out how Seattle's gonna score these points, um, in this game especially with the way that their offense has been rolling, the way that the defense is playing. Eric Armstead is going to be into the fold a little bit more. Um, I, I do believe that no matter what, it is always going to boil down to the 49ers offense, how many points they can score. And if history these last few weeks has taught us anything with the Seattle Seahawks, forget the, the history that I'm telling you to keep in the back of your mind, the, the part that's got me a little bit shook. All – all the styles make fights. Everything in here, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers should take care of business 27 and 17. And I do believe that they had a t-shirt game. Everybody pull up to the post game after that with a drink. NFC West champions. I think that's what's, what's next for us. Vince, guys, do you push hard for the two seed or rather rest players down the stretch? This is such a good discussion. I I'm going to, I'm going to, no, you know what? I'm going to say it rest rest them you know why you know why here's my opinion the two seed is either going to be the niners or the vikings at this point you're going to have to go to philadelphia either way so if it's down to the vikings and the niners i don't care if it's in santa clara i don't care if it's in minnesota i don't care if it's on mars i don't care i don't care if it's in fucking westeros jason aponte the niners beat the minnesota vikings by four scores, no matter where. They, now, if it was like a chance to either go to Philadelphia or stay in Santa Clara, push for that two seed because I don't want to play yeah. in, in in Philadelphia in the snow in January. It's going to be a domed atmosphere. Either It's either going to be sunny and chilly in Santa Clara or it's going to be domed against a crappy Minnesota team either way. So, okay. so for me, like context, like, yeah, I love the idea of going for the two seed, but it's against the Vikings. The Vikings stink. Okay, um, I am going to respectfully disagree, Andrew Pesquini. Okay. Um, here's the thing: you cannot rest guys for three weeks. Yeah, no that 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 that's fair. That that's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when I guess when I say rest, maybe like limit the the usage a little bit. Okay. Not like right, sit so, them completely. Okay. Like, like, like you, have to, you have I to get, know you have to know that you locked up a home playoff game. Yeah. I mean. They do, not, uh, if, not if you not if you rest everybody and you lose to the Commanders, the the Cardinals. Yeah, but and, when and they, the but the when but the, when they win tomorrow, they they clinch the division. They're guaranteed at least one home game. <clears throat> they can fall to four <clears throat> because of their record. I don't think no because the four oh no be, no because the, the four Tampa? would be the South. Yeah, Tampa and the South stinks. All right, like, replace why. the South winner with the Lions. To All be right, honest. Here's... <clears throat> Here's why I would say you go for the two. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything. The Philadelphia Eagles could have their week off and they could pull up and they'll get flat and they lose to somebody. And and we've seen it happen before. Many teams 
right? The Saints lose to the Vikings. Um, who was it though? The when in 2019 when the 49ers played the Vikings, the Vikings beat the Vikings Saints. beat the Saints the Vikings, because in, in in New Orleans, in New Orleans, in New Orleans, and you didn't see that coming. We were all kind of preparing for the New Orleans Saints, yeah. but guess what? Thank God the New Orleans Saints didn't win because now you had the Vikings coming to your house. You always want to have the home game, always. Fair. And you and you always want to stay sharp. In my opinion, it's about staying sharp. And there's guys that are getting acclimated in. One more thing, Andrew. Brock Purdy is getting reps himself. Yeah, it's getting reps himself. I, like at this point, you can't even like if this was Jimmy Garoppolo. You want to take a, yeah. yeah, you want to take you want to take a second quarter off. You want to take you want to take the rest of the game off. Cool, Jimmy's been here. Yeah. But Brock Purdy needs all of That's that, fair. and this team needs I, all this. So I guess I, I'm t- I guess I'm taking this question as in if let's say hypothetically it's Week 18 against Arizona, and the Niners need a oh, win. Week 18 is different. If yeah, that, that's what, but, but no, but I'm saying like, if it's week 18 and like, you need to win to get the two seed, I would still err on the, like, maybe just rest. Cause like, I don't care about Minnesota, but I, but then again, also I'm a fan. I'm a podcaster. I can no, have these opinions. I'm sure the Niners want. Home that's field. fair. Yeah. That's fair. There is something to being sharp. There is something to continuing to stay on the ball, right? Like that, you know, the bye week is great and crucial for health. Yeah. I don't think that the Eagles are in any sort of health crisis anything right now they pretty much found a way to avoid injuries this entire year yeah. whether depending on who you ask like it's it's for whatever reason but i just i think you kind of toy with rhythm you kind of toy that's with fair. the football you kind of toy with the football gods a little bit too that's fair throwing games things like yeah. that so yeah but keith murphy says you give them too much credit 17 no way hey i'm just trying to be nice man if if if, if jason if Jason off the Henny was on here, he would tell you Niners 374, Seahawks zero. I just I don't I just even have to be off the Henny to say 147 to three. Paul Third, thank you for the donation. I bet on Purdy for O'Roy before Bucks at 41 to 1. It's dropped to 20 to 1. I think if the streak continues and he wins a playoff game, he's got it. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Uh playoff games don't account in that. So it would have to be a regular season thing. Uh, and second, I don't know. I, I like the thought. I, I just, I don't know if there's enough time for that. That's all I'll say. Uh, I love the thought. The thought's there. Um, we beat Green Bay last year coming off the bye. No, yeah, because we're better than them. We're better. Oh, than them. wait. Did Green Bay have the bye? No, Green Bay didn't have the bye. Did they? No, they did. Yeah, the Rams they did. did. They did. They did. No, they did. Did, did the Packers have they the did. one seed? They had the one seed. They had the one seed. Yeah. I oh, shit, man. I don't remember yeah. anything. But, but also, Keith, Green Bay's frauds. They're frauds. That's different. That don't Fraud. count. Just like the Vikings. They're frauds. Just like fraudulent. the Vikings. Fraudulent. Fraudulent. I don't. I don't know. I, if, I don't know if Philly's fraudulent, but see, you oh, know what? As a matter of right. fact, yeah, this kind right. of okay. Yeah, this kind of them, this kind of reinforces why it would be behoove the 49ers to have the second seed, yeah. because if Philly comes out of the bye flat and they lose, and you've got the two seed. Guess what? You don't got to leave Levi's. You don't have to leave the West Coast again. That is also fair, too, Jason. I just really wanted to get my point off that the Vikings stink. The Vikings do stink. <laughs> the Vikings do stink. I, I think I think we are lockstep. Yeah. I don't think anybody is nervous of religious Jimmy G. I don't think anybody's nervous of, of uh, Kirk Cousins, right? Like, I don't think anybody is. I've but never heard I've never heard him. Religious that. Jimmy G? I've uh, never uh, heard that. I've so legit Keith, never so, heard So, Keith, this that. is my point, right? Like, like look. 
get to that second seed, and then if Philly comes out rusty, just like the Packers do because they've been inexperienced, yeah. That's now fair. you have a free path all the way to Glendale, and I think that you shouldn't That's tempt fair. the football gods in that way. And That's also, and fair. also, let's kick a team water down. The Green Bay Packers are frauds, and and yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers came back for what? Like I, I don't get that. So. Not enough talk about Aaron. Don Burr. We are coming, baby. Look at our guy. We are amped. We, dude, I was so excited when they beat the fight. Panay Sewell, Panay Sewell, Panay Sewell out catching passes. <gasps> Don Burr, Don Burr, Don Burr, Don Burr. We, we love you. We went through the schedule. We did it. The last, the last podcast. The Giants are cooked. Giants are cooked. The Commanders are in trouble. Cooked. The the Detroit Lions are going to sneak into the playoffs. And listen, Don, if they do not make the playoffs, I am using this podcast and my platform on the internet to boycott the NFL until they replace the NFC South winner with the Detroit Lions. Okay? You understand yes. that, Don Burr? We yes. are with you. We are we. What's the Lions hashtag? Hashtag roar. roar? I don't know what their hashtag is. We are big Lions guys here. Domper, we believe. We're feeling it. It's happening. It is happening right now. It's happening. You kind of There's things it. that you can see coming, and it feels like the Detroit Lions are about to sneak in because the New York Giants and, are are fraudulenting them, themselves out of this one. And, and Don Burr, I just want you to know, because I've seen – the reason I have not mentioned the Kyle Shanahan Coach of the Year conversation people want to have – because when Dan Campbell gets in, Dan Campbell, Dan, no, Dan Campbell doesn't even have to get in. Dan Campbell is the coach of the year this year. No, no matter really? what at this point. Yeah. Because, okay. Cause like, here's the thing, which one is harder. And, and we're going to go after this. Cause I got, I got to get going, Jason. I love you. Which one you is harder. Which one is harder making the playoffs with a third string quarterback or making people believe in the Detroit lions, just period full stop dot. Exactly. Paul, thank you it's, for the donation. There it's, are, it's Don, Don Burr never stopped believing. So that's Don Burr never stopped. Well, because he's a Lions fan, but like no, but part, he but, but there's the, Lions fans that gave up. But the, but the whole up. story of hard knocks was like, hey man, this team kind of stinks, but maybe they'll be less stinky this year. And that's kind of what it was. I love you. Uh, no, no, it's not the Eagles, it's not Sirianni. Nobody cares. He has he has it might Jay be Dabble. Hurt. It could Dabble, be Dabble deserves a ton of credit. Oh, Dable. Dable. I thought you were saying Dabo Swinney, and I'm like, Dabo Dabble. Dable, Dable, whatever. Brian Dable. Dable. Paul, thank Ooh. you for the donation. There aren't really any rookies standing. No rookie running backs like Saquon or Zeke. No rookie quarterbacks playing. I think he has a chance. Like, might. Fair, fair, fair. Don Burr, believe in Dan Campbell. As he said at the very end of Hard Knocks, it's the team that could. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Lions. Let's go Let's Niners. go Lions. I was literally going to say, I love it when we end our Niners podcast with Lions talk. I am about to run through a wall for our guy, Don Burr. Oh, my God. Let's go Lions. Let's go Niners. This is a joint Lions-Niners podcast now. Spirit Ride Option podcast. We love you. Thank See you, you Friday with the NFC West title. See you NFC Friday. West in the bag.